Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sheila Shoiga and welcome to Ready to Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort, or simply entertain you. This week's guest is a County Clare woman with a simple but powerful message for us all. I suppose everyone has the right to be happy mm. and have a good life. And life is what you make it. It's up to you. You can sit around every day and think about all the things you've lost and all the things you haven't got. Or you can go out there and make a good life for yourself. You know? And can we all do that? Everyone can do that. Yeah. We all have the capability, I think, to to Mm. make a good life. June Burke lives at Spanish Point and helps her brother John in the running of family business, the Armada Hotel. John is married to well-known personality and businesswoman Avon Garrahy, one of the founders of Wellness Event Bio, and I've seen a lot of June over the past few years in particular due to my involvement with Bio, which is often held at the Armada. She has two children, Callum and Amelia, and she's the founder of a positive sea swimming movement in West Clare called Snovi Sosta, which celebrates its first birthday this month. Last September, I took part in it myself and it was simply glorious. I would absolutely recommend it to anyone. Six years ago, though, her life changed forever when her husband, John, died by suicide a few months before his 40th birthday. Their children were five and nine at the time. So, as you can imagine, this conversation is intense at times. If that's a concern for you, please check the show notes in advance for any trigger warnings you need to be aware of. We spoke at the end of January when she was still swimming at Spanish Beach every morning, but naturally due to COVID-19, she and her happy tribe of swimmers took a break from it. But she's now back swimming every morning at nine and it's welcome to anyone within the 5K as they're all adhering to social distancing guidelines. In this conversation, we talk about self-care, the power of gratitude and how kindness is more important than anything else in life. Here it is. (laughs) 
can you talk to us about John, your husband? Yeah, I can. He was um, he was from a farming background. A good man, a, a great father. He adored his children and they adored him. He was hardworking, unbelievably hardworking and a very kind man. But he struggled with his mental health. And how did that manifest for him? Did he talk to you about it? Um, he found it very hard to talk, but okay. he was um, suffering very badly with depression. And is this something you were aware of, that he was aware of as well? Yes. Um, yeah, we were aware of it. And we actually, we had talked about it the night before he died, that um, he had agreed that he would come and see the doctor with me in the morning, the following morning. But unfortunately, he didn't make it. Yeah. He just, I think he was, um, he was so unwell, he just couldn't see any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, what, what happened? Um, he had decided that he had agreed he would go and see the doctor with me the next morning. And when I woke the next morning, he was gone to work or so I thought, but that would be nothing unusual there because he's up early. He was up early every morning, anytime from 6 a.m. onwards. Mm. And I tried to ring him and he wasn't picking up his phone. And I probably rang him 20 times and there was no answer. And at this stage, I just knew I had a a feeling that something wasn't right. And uh, I called my brother-in-law and said I couldn't locate him and would he mind going to the farm just to have a look for me. I just, I knew and he found him. Can I ask how he ended his life? Uh, Yeah, he hung himself. It's, I find it really uncomfortable even asking these questions to you, even though we've had the chat before we sat down and you said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm open to talk about this. Um, but it seems so harsh, mm. me asking these questions. Mm-hmm. When, who delivered the news to you? My brother-in-law. Right. Yeah. But I knew, I just, I woke that morning and I had a really bad feeling. Yeah. I just knew something wasn't right when he wasn't picking up his phone. And um, I called my brother-in-law and asked him to have a look. Okay. And I, I just knew where he'd find him. So... It's just like your whole world is turned upside down in an instant. You have two small children, five and nine, and you're sitting there wondering how you tell them, you know, where their dad is. Callum is waiting for him to come home to paint a house and daddy never turned up. So is he? does he still remember the last, you know, interaction he had with his dad? That he last does. Conversation? He was very close to his dad. They had oh. a great relationship. They were best friends. They did everything together. Yeah. Did he leave a note? Did he? Nothing. Was there any? Nothing. Nothing. I think he was probably in such a dark place that he just couldn't see any way out because yeah. if he was in the right frame of mind, he would not have left his children. No, but there's no s- way he no. would have done that. Yeah. You just said what a great dad he was. What a good man Wonderful he was. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, and it just goes to show, you know, depression is a is a very serious illness. And people find it hard to talk sometimes. Very hard to talk. Very hard, especially in rural communities as well. There's a mm. huge sense of pride almost, you know. Yeah, 
it does seem to be changing somewhat, but Absolutely. I still think we have a way to go. A long way to go. And a lot of it is, yeah, it's diff- maybe different now for the younger generation mm. because we're now having these conversations more and more. But if you're of a certain age, you wouldn't have necessarily grown up with, you know, the importance of of of, of speaking up and, yes. and, and letting people know if you're not doing OK. Yeah. He was only a few months away from turning 40. That's right. Oh, June, it's 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 obviously for anyone listening like me who hasn't been through this, mm-hmm. it's impossible to know what that felt like. I can only imagine it was a nightmare coming through. Oh, uh, your worst nightmare. I just, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I said at the time, I'd rather it was me than anybody I know, one of my family or anybody, because I just wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's... The devastation, I often wonder, you know, if they knew the devastation that they were leaving behind, would they, would they do it? Yeah. You know, they don't think. No. How often have you replayed those final moments together in your mind? Over and over. Every week. Do you? For the last six years, all the time. I keep thinking, could I have done things differently? Should I have gotten him to see the doctor sooner? Is there more I could have done for him? Do you still think that way? All the time. Do you? Yeah. I think um, he probably made that decision that night when he was going to bed. It was probably, you know, he had decided Hmm. that he was going to do it. And when he did talk to you, like, what did he share or... Is it okay to ask that? Yeah, he just, he had this unwell feeling all the time in his tummy. He said like nausea and um, he found it hard to get out of bed. Uh, Just very low, worrying constantly, worrying about things that might never happen. Yeah. And it's funny, um, I was never a worrier. I was the complete opposite. And now I'm a little bit like that in that I worry quite a bit too I suppose because I'm on my own now with two young children and that's a huge responsibility and it's it's a big worry for mm, me you know I have great support I have wonderful family and I have amazing friends but when you close your door at night you're on your own with two young children mm. you know so that's and obviously when when you found out that John had had hung himself you had to keep it together for your kids that's it yeah you have to be strong for them, you know. Did you give yourself time? No, I didn't. I concentrated on my kids. I suppose I felt if they were OK, that was all that mattered. Once my children were OK, I would be OK. But that isn't mm. how it panned out, unfortunately. I was totally neglected myself. I got two bouts of pneumonia. In nine months, um, I was totally run down. I was suffering very badly from stress and anxiety. On the outside, everything looked perfect, but I was an absolute mess on the inside. Mm. Totally neglected myself. I put all my time and energy into the kids. My whole world revolved around them. And I thought I was doing the right thing. You know, I I stopped going out. I stopped socialising. I stopped meeting my friends. I was so wrapped up in my kids yeah and I suppose I still am a little bit you know 
but I'm learning to to manage it better now. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking. Something yeah. I didn't do for a long time. Did you not? No. I just couldn't. I found it too painful to go there. And um, I suppose I'm 47. And I kept saying, if I, as a 47-year-old, can't get my head around what's happened, how do I expect my children to, you know, when they were struggling? Hmm. What was the difference and what happened that allowed you to, you know, feel more comfortable talking about what happened? Um, well, it's something my sister-in-law said to me one day, you know, she said, you can't serve from an empty vessel. Mm. And um, I kind of took that on board a little bit because I knew at this stage I was totally exhausted and I was almost ready to crash myself. And I needed to be there for my children. So I had to find a way around it. I had to I had to find a way to to open up and to try and talk, I suppose. And how did you get there? As in, did you have help? Did you go and talk to somebody, talk to a professional? Yeah, I went for a little bit of counselling, but even that I found too hard. I I couldn't stick with it. I had tried a few different counsellors and they say you have to click with the right person. And eventually I came across a lovely girl called Sharon, Hmm. um, who was a great support and a great help. And I felt I could trust her. And I was able to open up a little bit and slowly I started to talk. Mm. Because I just, I get the feeling, you know, there's a, there's a softness and a fragility about your voice, but there's a strength about your spirit. Um, and I'm asking very direct questions and you're, you're responding with such calm and strength mm. and they're hard questions and they're hard answers. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously been talking. Yeah, I have. So this is, you know, this is not the first time, which is which is good, I suppose. And it's helping. Yeah. You know. And it's an important message mm-hmm. for any of us. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, and you, you said the words earlier when you were talking about John, pride. Oftentimes we don't want to let people see that we're not doing so well. No, you don't want to show that vulnerable side to you almost, mm. you know. And the, and the truth is, none of us know what could potentially happen. And, um, you know, if, if you're somebody listening that is struggling, you know, do it for you. Do it for Absolutely, yourself. Absolutely, yeah. And reach out and mm. tell somebody. And they'd only gladly. There's always somebody willing to listen, which is, is what I've learned. Yeah. There's always somebody. Mm. Just You just need to surround yourself with the right people, I suppose, you know. Find your people and they're there. The ones that walk with you in your darkest hour and they're with you in your finest hour. Mm. And you know who those people are when you're faced with unimaginable tragedy. You know, the people that are that stick with you through thick and thin. Yeah. These are these are your people. Mm. And you have an amazing group of people now, not just in the immediate circle. Yeah. That are your you know, yeah, go to and absolutely. you feel supported by yeah, them. Yeah, but there's yeah. also a wider community now. There's a that wider you've, community. You've been developing. That, yeah, and they carry me in the darker days, I suppose, and the harder days. And you do for them. Yes. You know, it goes suppose, both, wor- yeah, both yeah, ways. Yeah. 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 Um, so before we, we get to Snobby Sosta, because I really do want to talk about it, because it's something very, very special uh-huh. indeed. Um, can we talk about the kids? 
yes. and how they're doing. Amelia is 11. And I've met Amelia quite a few times. Yeah, she's, she's such very, a gorgeous girl. She's a great girl and she's very kind. Yeah. Gentle. I saw that last night. You, you were you were in the bath and she had the Joe Malone candle lighting for you and the glass of vino. And the glass of wine. I said, good job. I wasn't doing dry January. <laughs> <laughs> and Callum is your son and he's he's the elder of the two. Callum is 16. Mm. Yeah. So that is, that's a that's a challenging age for anyone. For anybody. Yeah. Not to mind what has happened. You know, he was unfortunately he was at the wrong age when his dad died. Mm. Um. He was very close to his dad. They went everywhere together, did everything together. They went to all the GAA matches. His dad would come home every evening and they would sit at the table and do the homework together. So they were very close. Mm. And um, I suppose there's a huge sense of abandonment. And uh, he's very angry and he's looking for somebody to blame, I suppose. And they say you lash out on the one you love the most. So. I'm the one left behind and I suppose I get the brunt of it at times, mm. which is hard too, but I feel his pain. They say a mother is as happy as her child is happy, you know. Mm. So that's a struggle. Do you have other help as in does Callum talk to you or talk to anyone else? Um, I have great support. I've mm. great family around me. I live next door to my mother. Um, my brother John is unbelievable. Mm. He's absolutely unbelievable. He's been so good to us and so good to Callum. Yeah. He's a great support to us. And my sister, they're all wonderful. Nothing is too much trouble. Yes. They help out all the time because, you know, we've had a rough six years and we, I wouldn't be where I am today without them. Mm. I know that for sure. Mm. And does he feel, as in Callum, does he feel comfortable enough to talk to? He can't he, talk. He finds it too hard to go there. Okay. Hopefully but I think that'll change. That will change in time. Mm. I'm sure he just needs to be reminded every day how loved he is. Every single day. Mm -hmm. How many people love him and we're all there for him. But that'll take time. Yeah. Yeah. And he will. He has too many good people around him. He will eventually turn that corner. Yeah, for sure. And for Amelia, it's a different process, obviously. It's a different process. She was five. Mm. So she only remembers little bits about her dad. Not too much. Mm. She visits his grave regularly. She always takes flowers to the grave or takes a little plaque, takes something. Um, and she remembers little things like when he would come in from work and he would have sweets in his back pocket for her. And he'd say, oh, I didn't bring anything home for Amelia today. And he'd bend down and the sweets would fall out of his back pocket. And she still talks about that. But um, she was younger, so it's it's hard for her mm. too, in a way, you know. Yeah. Because she would like to remember more, I suppose. So, uh, growing up at Spanish Point, yeah, um, in Clare, it's it, you know, as somebody who I'm from Connemara, so I was I was reared by the sea as well, yeah. and every day I'm away from the sea, I miss it. Mm -hmm. 
and I think that is is a is a common thread with anyone I've met who grew up on the coast. Once you do, you kind of feel like you're always being pulled back and drawn back to it in Absolutely. one way or another. Yeah. So whenever I find myself near the Atlantic in particular, it feels like home. So whenever I go to Spanish Point, I instantly feel my body relax and yeah. it brings a smile to my face. Mm. It's a very, very special place. But you grew up, like a lot of us do in coastal areas, not necessarily being a good swimmer or knowing how to swim necessarily, but loving the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you decided that you would get into the water and you would make a habit of it. And now you've built an incredible lawyer. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fun-loving community around you, and they really are the best crack. And I have been lucky enough to take part in it myself and witness firsthand the magic that you create. So tell us about that. Yeah, um, I suppose when I was struggling with my anxiety and stress, I had tried lots of things like walking and the gym and nothing seemed to be working for me, really. And um, one morning I was sitting in the Armada having my coffee, looking out at the sea and I decided I would go for a swim the next day and see would that help. So I went down and um, the funny thing is I can't swim. (laughs) I'm learning at the moment, but I decided I would go for a dip and I just felt like the weight of the world had been lifted off my shoulders Mm. after 10 minutes in the ocean. And I felt so good. 
And I decided that if I could feel this good, I would like other people to experience it as well. And also, I suppose, um, I knew that if I didn't put it out there, I may not commit to going every day myself. Mm. So I put a post on Facebook that evening saying that I was going for a swim the next morning if anybody would like to join me. And uh, there's a lovely couple living across the road from the Armada and the gentleman was going to bed that night and he said to his wife, Mary, oh, Jesus, Mary, he said, June Burke is going for a swim in the morning. Why don't you go down and join her? So on day two, there were four of us. And it started to grow from that. I suppose every day I was posting pictures. I set up a little Instagram page, uh, Snobby Sosta, Happy Swimmers. And um, I it started to grow. And on the Sunday of the August Bank Holiday, we had over 400 people who had travelled from all over Ireland, literally. They had come from counties. Yeah. Different counties. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And uh, the camaraderie on the beach and the sense of love yeah. is just you, I, you've experienced I it. Have. So, you know what I'm I talking have. about. Yeah. It's hard to describe. From my perspective, I'm 40 and, you know, things maybe are not as toned as they once were on my physical form. So sometimes getting into the, the togs, I can feel a little bit intimidated or insecure and I remember I, I rocked up anyway I had the flip flops on and I had the dressing gown on mm. and uh, Avian was roaring laughing because I came around the corner and Ollie obviously the, the brilliant DJ that um, is there every every weekend blaring out the tunes it was like the timing couldn't have been more perfect Galway Girl was on That's came right. around the corner we were dancing around the place lepping about the place having the crack and I just felt any inhibitions that I may have had dissipated in a second with laughter and movement and exactly what you just said, that sense of camaraderie yes. and fun. And we're all in this together. It doesn't matter whether you're 15 or whether you're 55 or 105. We're all here and we're here to celebrate life. Whether you're a size 8 or a size exactly. 18, nobody looks and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Once you're okay. It yeah. was like my mother got back into the sea after 35 years when I snobby sauce to start it going well and I was trying to persuade her every day to come for a swim and I used to say mum you know you'll really enjoy it if you give it a go and you'll meet all the locals and she kept saying oh I can't she said they'd all be looking at me look at the size I am and I said you know I said the funny thing is nobody looks at anybody down there no once you're okay that's all that matters so one morning she decided um she'd brave it and give it a go and a bit like you she came down in her red dressing gown and she was looking around waiting to see who'd be watching her yeah. and she took off her robe and got in for a dip and she never looked back yeah it's fantastic yeah and you've done that for so many people yeah like I met so many of them that morning mm. and what I noticed was you're so right we weren't looking at each other's bodies but we were looking at each other's faces and the smiles and the big smiles, the big smiles. and the crack and the banter and we were in and the waves were crashing in and there were lots of shrieks and you know, yeah. it was just brilliant. But nobody cares. No, and on a Sunday, I think it's like people travel from far and wide on a Sunday. We have a country music disco because I'm a big country music fan, a big fan of Declan Ernie, Daniel O'Donnell, Nathan Carter, all the country music. And um, there was a woman there one Sunday during the summer and she said to me, you know, she said... I'm here for the swimming, not for your choice in music. 
So at the beginning, I asked you about life 10 years ago. Mm. And obviously you said, you know, life was really good. Yeah. Married two young kids. Mm. If somebody had showed you like an, a, a five minute glimpse into you with your swimming togs and your gang of, I suppose, just like minded people who yeah. love to have the crack yeah. and they're on the beach on a Sunday morning having a laugh. What would you make of the person that you would see? I suppose um, when you're faced with an unimaginable um, tragedy like I was, mm. it makes you hugely conscious of gratitude. You know, I'm very grateful for everything I have. I try not to think about all the things I haven't got. You know, I I have to appreciate all the good things I have and the good people I have in my life. Mm. I'm hoping that I live until I'm 140. Good uh, woman. That's my plan. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see my children making their own way in the world, smiling and happy. And yeah, that's kind of my plan, I suppose. And it matters and it does. It does matter. And it, yeah. it, it makes a difference. Yeah. You know, because even like I think what you're doing, it's we can see it happening in beaches around Ireland, around the world. And there really seems to be a movement towards the magic and the power. And it's backed by science of mm. sea swimming and how good it is for us. Absolutely. Not alone is is it fun and liberating, but it's also the goodness that we're getting from the water, the minerals that we're absorbing, yes. all of that. Yeah. It's so, so good for us and it's on so many to, levels. It's good to promote, I think, positive yeah. mental health and well-being as well. And it's getting people to talk. Yes. You know. Exactly. And you opened that up because, you know, the truth is you're only in the water for a few minutes, but you might be at the beach for an hour chatting. Yes. Catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, having a laugh or maybe having a serious chat if that's the way it goes. And people share their stories, Mm. you know. I always feel that when somebody puts themselves out there and opens up and makes themselves vulnerable, I feel it's a very empowering thing to do because automatically it, it's like it's telling others and it's giving permission to others around you to do the same and be mm. comfortable enough to open up. And I think that's what you're allowing people do, because I think most people that take part in the swim are probably aware of what you have been through. Mm. Therefore, they will see you as and it's safe to say you're really inspirational as a person. So they're kind of going, well, June has been through pain, unbelievable pain. You know, we can all come through difficult things. You know, it's not necessarily going to be easy or, uh, you know, a quick process, but we can we can get there. Yeah. And, you know, everybody has a story. Mm. That's the thing. I'm not alone there. And I know that. Yeah. You see all these beautiful people on the beach smiling and happy but you've no idea what's going on in anybody's life you know that's why I keep telling my children all the time to be kind just be kind it's not about getting 10 A's or anything like that or having the best job in the world it's how you treat people Mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's all that matters Yeah, you know and if that's all any of us did on a daily basis. Yeah, just be kind. Wouldn't things be so much better for all of Absolutely, us? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. So your posts are always, there's always a message and a message of hope and a message of, as you said, gratitude, mm. being grateful for what you have. Is it something that you actively work on? Every day. 
Mm. I have a journal beside my bed at night and um, I write down three things every night that I'm grateful for. No matter how hard my day has been and there have been very difficult days, but there's always something to be grateful for. And I write down those three things every night before I switch off my light. It's a brilliant practice, isn't it? It is, yeah. And actually, my daughter Amelia now wants, she asked me would I pick up a journal for her in Dublin because she wants to start writing in her journal. Oh, that's great. Writing her own journal. Three things she's grateful for. That's wonderful, June. Yeah. Yeah. And life now is, it's different. Life is different. But is it good? It is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, I suppose I could sit around all day feeling sorry for myself every day and thinking about how much hard luck I've had. And somebody said to me recently, you must be the most unlucky person on the planet. Everything seems to go wrong for me, no matter what I do. Go on. But I'm just a bit of a misfortune. In what way? It just, I have no luck, you know, and um, I never give up. I get up every day fighting, happy for my two children. I put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes somebody said to me one day, you know, take it one day at a time. Sometimes you have to take it an hour at a time. Mm. There are days where even now I have to take it a minute at a time. But I never give up. I keep going. That's an amazing message. Yeah. Because sometimes when things are really difficult, it does come down to seconds and minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. But and just getting through them. It's not giving up. You mm. keep going. And it will get easier. Yes. I'm a big believer that nothing stays the same. Nothing stays the same. Mm. My friend said to me one time, this too shall pass. And um, I often repeat that to myself. This Mm. too shall pass, June. So I'm saying that for six years now. But it's working. It's working. It's working. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I think, you know, people talk about stages and where you're at. And sometimes we're in simple survival mode. Yeah. I just need to get through. And if that's where you're at, then well, that's you need to honor it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it requires retreating and minding yourself. Yeah. But if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Self-care. Yeah. So important. Mm. And then there's a time when you need to push yourself a little bit to try something new. Yeah. Like throw on the togs and go into the water. So you know where you'll find June any morning. 915 um, Spanish Point Spanish Beach. Point. And then if you want the big old party... It's Sundays you want to be going for, for the music and the crack. That's it. Yeah. It's great crack. It is indeed. And they like they carpool sometimes groups of people. And one woman sent me a video a couple of weeks ago and they had left the beach after the Sunday Hooli and they had their own like karaoke in the car. Oh, it's great. Moving and shaking and singing in the car. And it's it's just wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful to see people happy. Can we talk about Tony? We can. Great. So I know Tony because Tony works in the Armada Hotel. But for those listening who don't, how would you describe Tony? Mm, full of life. He is. Do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a good man. He's he, a good man. He is a good man. And you guys are now seeing each other. Yes. And you have been for some time. Yes. And you bring each other joy. We do. Absolutely. Um 
We're very happy. I'm so happy for you. We're very happy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And you deserve it. One day at a time. Yeah. It's like the country music song. Mm -hmm. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's good. And he's a very kind man, very good to us. Yes. Did it take you a while to give yourself permission to move on? A long time. Okay. Yeah. And have you fully allowed that to happen now? Yes, I have. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So happy for you. Mm. Because it's it's so important. Yeah, it's, yeah. For you. Everybody needs somebody. So what's a typical day like for you now? Well, our... Our mornings. The start of our morning is a 9.15 dip in the sea. Does he do it every morning? Every morning without fail. Isn't it great? So he's just, he's he's in it. He's with you. Yeah. They yeah. call us Daddy Duck and Mommy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> the regular swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually brilliant. And we have another man that goes in most mornings and he's, they call him Uncle Duck. <laughs> So, uh, Daddy Duck and Mommy Duck can be seen on Spanish Point Beach any morning at 9.15. Oh, I love that. Do you think everything works out in the end? Yeah, everything happens for a reason, I suppose. Um, Is that a hard thing? Because I'm a believer of that as well. But going through what you've gone through, Mm. Is that a difficult sentence to embrace? It was. Mm. It was most definitely in the early stages. But you know, you can't live in the past, I suppose. Yes. You have to keep moving forward. Yeah. I try not to look back too much. What is your belief? What do you believe in? Um, I suppose everyone has the right to be happy. Mm. And have a good life. And life is what you make it. It's up to you. You can sit around every day and think about all the things you've lost and all the things you haven't got. Or you can go out there and make a good life for yourself. You know. And can we all do that? Everyone can do that. Yeah. We all have the capability, I think, to to Mm. make a good life. Mm. You're certainly a shining example of it, June. And this conversation, I, I, I feel it, will help so many people that will tune in and listen. I um, keep saying I've survived everything life has thrown at me so far. So I think I'll keep going. Yeah, why you know, not, eh? Sure, I might as well. Sure if I'm going to live until 140, I'll have a long way to go. You yet. do, yeah, have a while to go yet, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a list of uh, of stuff that you want to do? Yeah, I suppose um, I've probably put my life on hold for a long time. Um, so I would like to this year, I suppose, do more things, make more time for me. I'm beginning to realise that that's not selfish. Sometimes me time is very important. It's vital. It's yeah, vital. and I haven't been very good at that. You know? And I think as... As people, um, as as women, as Irish women, it can be it can be all the more difficult because, you know, 
we like to sometimes be seen to be doing for everyone else yeah. and not doing but like actually we know now we know we, we are hearing enough conversations yeah. by experts who are saying if you don't look after yourself you're not good to anyone yeah it's life you know it's a bit of a balancing act isn't it it is it is because we i suppose we none of us know what's going to be thrown at us from no, one day to the next you just don't know what's around the corner mm. nobody knows you know so we need to make the most of every day and tell the people closest to you all the time how much they mean to you mm. let them know how much you care like i do my two children every day even when we're fighting and battling, I still tell them how much they're loved mm. and how much they mean to me and that no matter what happens, they can always come to me if there's a problem, no matter how bad it is. Never be afraid. My door will always be open. You're such a great mom. <laughs> you are. You know what? Sure. I'm like all mothers. I'm just doing my best. I think it's important to to remind us that, you know, having these conversations with our kids is important because Mm. um, telling them that they're safe. That they're safe because I worry about them all the time. I probably worry too much if the truth be told. Mm. I worry far too much about my kids, but I always say to them, you know, wouldn't it be worse if I didn't care? Of course. I'm so thankful to June for taking the time to travel to Dublin and sit down and have a chat with me. And as you can probably tell, I really did take a lot from our conversation and I hope you did too. You'll find her on Instagram at Snavi Sosta. I'll pop her handle into the show notes if you want to give her a follow. And they'll be back with their Sunday hoolie as soon as the restrictions lift a little bit more. If there's anyone you'd like me to have a chat with, please do let me know. You can go to readytobereal.com and get in touch or you can send me a message on Twitter or Instagram. You'll find me at Sheila Shoige. Thank you so much for listening to Ready To Be Real Conversations. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details